Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamers. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Dream Your Life podcast. This is Julia, and I am really excited about sharing this episode with you. And I actually can't even take credit for coming up with the idea here because it came from a lot of you, actually. So today is Friday, June 16th, so you might actually be listening to this episode on the day that it's being recorded. Um, I'm recording it a little later because I'm at the tail end of quote-unquote launch week for Dream Your Biz, which is the program I created to help women launch their own coaching businesses. And I'm saying quote-unquote here because even though it's been a launch week, meaning like the cart opened for people to sign up and it's closing at the end of today, I didn't really do it or launch it in the way that launches are necessarily taught. I did it my own way. And I have done pretty much everything in my business my own way, like using my own flavor. And I, I do take bits and pieces and strategies here and there from so many different sources, courses and mentors and coaches and business and marketing podcasts. Um, shout out to Amy Fort Porterfield, who I love. But I have realized that like any one of those strategies, any strategy can work. But where I'm at in my business with right now a completely full roster of one-on-one clients and a group program and digital courses that are not just selling but scaling and, you know, I'm not here because of the quote-unquote strategy. I credit so much of this to manifestation, truly. And like, it almost feels weird to say this and it, it and I just want to say I am not blowing smoke here. Like I I truly credit so much of my success um and the success that I've just been able to achieve really quickly to my energy and to my mindset. I don't just talk about this stuff to talk about it. I don't just talk about it as a life hack. I I talk about it because I practice it in every single part of my life and business. I actually just posted a little reel on Instagram this morning talking about it and how manifestation isn't just a spiritual practice. It's a business strategy because for me, that is exactly what it has been. But for you on the other end listening to this, and maybe you clicked on it because you are starting a business or curious about starting a business or or just curious about my own timeline, but I think what I just shared is probably a little bit frustrating to hear without some like tangible takeaways. 
right? Oh, she just used her energy and manifestation. Cool, right? But like, really, you don't just manifest a course and you don't just manifest a program and you don't just manifest these opportunities from thin air. And I think, so even more, I think like without hearing the real backstory and the timeline of how I got here, it's it's a little frustrating and not helpful. But ever since I started talking about and promoting Dream Your Biz, I actually have gotten a lot of messages from people, like some DMs and also from my clients about, well, people who were really curious about how long it took me and what it took me to get to the point where I'm at today. I think there's a, there are a lot of coaches out there who talk about hitting you know, the 10K months and then the six-figure months and the seven-figure businesses and how you can do it too and you can do it with ease by being authentically you and following these surefire strategies. And, you know, maybe there's like some motivation there and maybe it's inspiring, but also maybe it just feels really unrealistic or really far from where you are especially if you're just starting out. Because let's be honest, it is unrealistic when you're first starting out. And that's coming from me, someone who obviously believes wholeheartedly that any one of us, you, me, anyone can do anything that we set our minds to. And that there is no cap on what we're capable of calling in if we have the right intention and put in the work and the belief. But what is actually realistic when you're first starting out, like, let's talk about that. And, you know, when you're, when you don't know what you're doing at all and you're learning and you're growing and you're pivoting and you're making mistakes, there's also all the mindset stuff and the barriers around imposter syndrome and confidence and all the worries and the fears and the second guessing, all that stuff that tends to creep in when we're doing something totally new, that is realistic. And that happened to me too. One of my clients and also friends, um, good friends, love her dearly, Katie. Shout out Katie if you're listening. Um, I'm coaching her now through starting her own coaching business. And Last week, she sent me this Voxer, and she was basically saying, like, Julia, I am inspired. I got that. (laughs) I am motivated. Like, I have the fire inside me. I'm ready. I feel like I have the tools, and I also know that for me to make 10K a month right now, it's unrealistic because I don't have the clients yet. And granted, she's about four weeks in. Like, she just figured out that she even wanted to build a coaching business. Um, But she was saying like, all I keep seeing on Instagram are coaches who are several years into their business and talking about the strategies and the wins and the challenges, but from a place that feels really far from where I am. And so Katie was like, she's basically like, I am a newbie, but I don't have any newbie expanders. No one is talking about their first year. And so she asked me to just share my thoughts and what it was like for me starting my business while I was full-time in a corporate job with three young kids 
And she wanted to know what the milestones were. How long was it before I started getting paying clients? How did I get my first paying clients? How did I get hired to run workshops at different companies? How did I build my first course? And how the heck did I get the state of Hawaii to purchase it? When did that all happen? So she was basically like, can you help me like just map this out for me in some way? Give me some highlights on what your first year in business actually looked like. And I was like, Katie, I will do you one better. And so I, um, I grabbed like my notebook and just started, like I put together a little timeline. I'm like, Hey, when did I start the podcast? Okay. Here's the date. And then I just moved over to a Google doc and I just started taking notes. And then I'm like, Oh my God, this needs to be a full on podcast episode because there is so much here. And I just kept going and going. And it was actually a really fun exercise because I realized how quickly I had found success, but also all the little steps and the things that kind of appeared along the way and some of my takeaways and how I did use my energy and manifesting and all of that. So that is what you're getting today. You're getting the real timeline of how I launched my business in year one and all the milestones along the way. Um, I don't know if you're a note taker, but this might be one where you want to take notes or just sit back and listen. Whatever it is, or however you best operate, I just hope that this serves to inspire you. And if you know someone who is early on in their business and, and needs kind of like a newbie expander, wants to hear like the real timeline, please share this episode with them. Um, or share it with someone who you think might find it helpful or inspiring in some way. Um, the more that we share this, the more that I feel like these messages are getting out and making a difference in people's lives. So if you can do your part and share it, or better yet, share it on your social media, on Instagram, if you find it helpful, um, that would be so amazing and I would be so grateful. Okay. Um, well, this is Friday and it is the last day to enroll in Dream Your Biz. We, we close at the end of the evening. Um, but if you need, like, if you just, if you're listening to this on Saturday or something, send me a DM because if there's still a spot open, there might be, um, we can chat. I'll be around this weekend. I have no real plans. It's so lovely. I was looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh my God. There's nothing, no birthday parties, no activities, no sports. It's just clear white space. So I am going to be be going on a date night with my hubby, which is kind of long overdue, um, but I'm around. So when the kids are napping and busy and hanging, you can send me a message if you're still interested in joining us for Dream Your Biz. Um, we start next week. We start next Tuesday. So this is truly the last time to sign up. Doors officially close today. But again, if there's still a spot open, you might be able to squeeze in. Um, yeah, let me know. All of the info is in the show notes, um, courses.dreamyourlifenow slash DYB, or you can DM me at any point. And again, this is for you. If you are interested in launching your own coaching business, either on the side or full-time incorporating real business strategy, all the things that I've learned, 
plus manifestation techniques, which is just going to catapult you um, and your success. Okay, guys, let's jump right in. Um, Where are we going to start? Okay, we're going to start on November 22nd, 2020. Okay, we're going through my first year in business. It's going to it's gonna span a little bit over the first year because I didn't really start my business until um, 2021. But I, I do want to start back in November of 2020 because this was the day, November 22nd, that I clicked purchase on my very first group program I've ever taken, a course called Podcast with Soul with Kelsey Murphy. I had been listening to her podcast for months. I've talked about this um, before, but she really inspired me. There, there. In one episode, I don't know who she had on, but she was talking about how starting a podcast had done so much for her in her career, but also personally, and it had been such a fulfilling creative outlet. She got to create this body of work that she could have forever and share with her kids. So I was just like... I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to see where this leads because I I, I want something in my life to change. This was also, um, so I was on maternity leave. This is November 22nd, 2020. I had a seven week old. This was my third baby. Um, I had gotten laid off like a couple weeks before. Well, I had gotten a note that said I was going to get laid off or the call and Then I had manifested my job back at Twitter because I was like, no, this is not happening. I'm getting my full maternity leave and I'm going to come back and I'm going to have the job security. I shared this whole story in episode 72, which was don't do it for the money alone. The money will come. But anyway, I had just manifested my job back and had my whole, um, the rest of my maternity leave ahead of me. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I clicked purchase even though I had every excuse not to add anything more to my plate, but I did it because something inside of me was like, this is the start of something new. That was November. On February 5th, 2021, I released my first episode. This was called The Best Technique to Kickstart Your Manifestation Journey. It's still my number one episode, but I think it's, that's, that's, that's typical for podcasts. Like your first episode is always going to have the most downloads. Um, I was like, I don't know who is going to listen to this, but I, I'm going to put it out there because I'm so passionate about this. And, and again, in the back of my head, I'm like, this is going to lead somewhere. And if I put out the energy that I want to receive back, this energy of passion and excitement and fulfillment, something is going to come back, which it did big time. February 8th, so three days later, I returned to work at Twitter. Um, Again, this was, um, I had been on maternity leave with my third. I was on a brand new team. I came back to a brand new team because, again, my team had... um, they did a whole reorg and they basically, my whole team got, all of our roles got made redundant. So I had interviewed and got onto this brand new team working now with brand advertisers and selling this full new suite of products. It was a totally different thing and it was a big learning curve. Um, but luckily I was now working hundred percent from home 
well, like 90% from home. I just drop into the LA office for big meetings here and there or to meet with clients. Um, and I continued to record my secret little podcast between calls and meetings. I literally told no one about this podcast, you guys, no one. Um, I, except my husband, I didn't tell my sister. I didn't tell my parents. Like I literally didn't tell anyone. And, um, at work I would just put a block that said DNS, do not schedule. And no one would say anything. Uh, that was like, I would block off, you know, like at least two or three times a week, you know, for recording, um, interviews. And then sometimes if I had to meet with some, someone or something, I would try to do all my solo stuff outside of work, but, um, yeah, I, I was, I was taking up some time doing these undercover. And one thing I can say about the culture at Twitter, I, at least then, is that they were really respectful of calendars and also of returning moms. And I felt very much supported as I did with my my other two that I had at Twitter. I had all three of my kids at Twitter. And one of the reasons I stayed as long as I did was because of the culture and how I was treated and respected there. Now, granted, I was a really good employee and I was a really, I was really good at my job. And I always, you know, hit my targets and exceeded expectations. And, and I think here's the takeaway here. There is a little takeaway. Um, it's interesting because not everyone had the same experience working at Twitter. And like, there were other fellow moms who definitely were very verbal about how unfair they felt things were for parents and new moms. And not to call anyone out, but there was a lot of complaining and blaming. And I just never played into that. I never paid attention to the things that were quote unquote unfair or lacking. I didn't give them my focus. Like what I focused on was gratitude and all the things that I get. Like the grass is always going to be greener and no company, no corporation is perfect. So like, what's the point on like about complaining about what you don't like? It just makes it bigger. And, um, this attitude, this approach, which is obviously like, this is, this is the law of attraction, but it's, it served me and not just in recognition and promotions, which I definitely think I got a lot of because of my energy and my attitude, but in the opportunities that would come to me, like the ease in which I could close deals or bring in revenue and also the respect that I got, like no one questioned what I did ever. No one questioned time away or time off because I was, I showed up and I did really good work and I never complained. I was never the hardest worker in terms of like hours logged ever, but I always focused on bringing my positive energy into everything that I did and into every meeting because I knew the secret again, like the secret of the law of attraction, which works. I never told people what I was doing. Like I wasn't like, you know, I'm a, I'm a manifester, but it was like, wow, how simple is it to show up and be grateful? It makes you more enjoyable to be around. It makes you 
it makes work more enjoyable for you and it makes you happier. And then you become a magnet for your luck and success. Okay, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but um, I really wanted to share that because I think it is so important. But I want to go back to the timeline. So let's see. Okay, so that was um, February 8th, went back to work. February 25th, I created the Dream Your Life Instagram account. Um, the handle was Dream Your Life Podcast. And I I remember I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this because, and it wasn't even like a marketing strategy. It was like, I, this is, it was a manifestation strategy. I'm like, I am going to make this legit. I'm going to start creating the vision. I'm going to pretend, not pretend, but act as if I'm speaking to thousands of people, even though I had maybe five followers, um, all from my podcasting group, by the way. And I was definitely hiding but this Instagram account, it just, it slowly gained a few people here and there. Um, sometimes I feel like maybe through hashtags or just people sharing the account, but I was so scared that someone I knew would find it. Um, I did the thing. I'm like, do not, you know, when you create a new Instagram account and it's like, find people, I was like, no, no, do not find people. Do not like use my email or try to like figure out who's in my network. Um, I was just, I, I think I was almost afraid that if people I knew started following me or found out what I was doing through the podcast, that somehow if I didn't follow through, I'd look like a failure or like someone who gives up. And by staying small and hidden, it was like this subconscious way of protecting myself. And maybe it wasn't even subconscious. But we all do this. And this is something that I talk a lot about on the podcast. This uh, There was an episode recently where I shared, um, it, was, it was episode 91, Declare and Share the Keys to Speaking Your Desires into Existence. So um, this is, this, that episode 91, I, there's a lot of really important takeaways there. A lot of people love this episode, so definitely take a listen. But what I was doing by keeping my podcast hidden and staying small is I was really hindering my own success and growth um, by acting as if I wasn't going to turn this into anything. Okay, so that was February 25th. A month later, March 24th, um, one of the women who is in my podcasting group, her name is Terry Kellums. She is a life coach. Um, she sends me a DM on Instagram. And she had had me on her podcast really early on. She was very curious about manifesting. And in this podcasting group, we did a bunch of like podcast swaps. And anyway, she had been listening to my podcast and she sends me this message that I just remember, I, I actually remember exactly where I was. I was in um, my son's, my, my baby's bedroom nursing him and I had my phone and I read this message and it just jolted me. And um, I wrote this, her message down. This was the exact message from March 24th, 2021. And she goes, I loved this episode. She was responding to a story that I had posted about my seventh episode, which was an interview that I had done with Yolanda Boyeran, and it had been called um, How to Manifest Mad Money. So she's like, I loved this episode. Can I be bold with you? 
I think you want to change. Is it so big and scary you don't even know if you want to manifest it? Do you want to leave Twitter and coach people to manifest? I've been listening to you and I can tell you're curious. And you know what? I'm just going to read you actually my what I responded to Terry. It was actually a long message, so I'm just going to read you part of it. I said, wow, you are spot on. The thing is, I don't even have the courage to admit it to myself, but I am deeply passionate about this stuff, so much so that I felt like it was my calling to tell the world. I thought that the podcast would be a way to do this, but what I'm realizing through these interviews and what you're clearly picking up on is that I think there may be more in store, more for the world to see, that this may only be the beginning. And then I continued and I was like, I'm not ready to leave Twitter, but now that I'm ramped back up and my job is consuming more of my already limited time, I'm realizing that I might need to take a step back soon and reevaluate what it is that I want. It's just hard because with three kids, by the way, I'm nursing the baby as we speak, I feel irresponsible doing anything at all that feels risky. On March 24th, 2021, a seed was planted. And Terry, if you're listening, thank you again. Um, I actually just sent her a DM yesterday as I was um, planning out this episode because I wanted her to know how much this message really did mean to me. And the takeaway that I want to share with you all now is that when you desire something, but you don't admit it to yourself or declare it, you're probably not going to manifest it. Even if you think it feels impossible or if the timing isn't right, put it out there. Be honest with yourself. The timing in March of 2021 was not right for me to build a coaching business. Like I had all the reasons, just like I had all the reasons not to start my podcast. I was one month into my new team at, well, objectively speaking, a demanding fast-paced company. I had three young kids, five and under, all at home, all wanting my equal attention. And I love to be a present mom. I had a new podcast and now a social media presence that I had to kind of like, you know, be present on. Um, And I, you know, all the other household responsibilities. And I could have convinced myself that I didn't have the time. And if you looked at my calendar, you would have said the same, like Julia does not have the time. My days were full. But once that seed had been planted with Terry, um, and I think it had been planted before, but I decided that even if I didn't know how I'm going to manage this, I want to build a coaching business of some kind. I have no idea how or how I'll find the time, but it was then that I created the vision. And I started to envision what it would be like to leave the corporate world and turn my passion into a paycheck and have a full-fledged business. Um, And I didn't focus on the how. I started just to have fun daydreaming and picturing the end result. And you guys, I would do this. I remember so many times nursing wit and like closing my eyes and thinking about what it would be like to wake up on a Monday and just own my own schedule, like be so excited for what I was doing, having calls, meeting people in person, running workshops. I didn't know how any of this was going to manifest, 
but I really, truly started tapping into the feeling and visualizing. Visualization is so powerful. And I talk a lot about it in episode two, but also all throughout the podcast. But this during this time, so like March of 2021, I visualized a lot. Um, in April, April 14th, I posted my 10th episode. Now, this was a really big milestone for me because that was the number that I had in my head. Like, if I get to number 10, then I will share it because I was like, that will show that I've stayed committed. And um, and so I did it. Like, that was my number. And I was like, oh, my God, we're at number 10. And I posted it on my personal Instagram account. And, um, I had shared it with my parents before. Um, so on my 10th episode, my mom had made these matching hello, hello t-shirts for each of my kids. And it was so cute. They all surprised me and came in and were wearing them when I came, um, out of my office or I forget exactly where I was, but, um, I, we, we took a little photo and that is the photo that I posted on my Instagram, on my personal Instagram. And I was so nervous. Um, I wrote the caption for what I was going to say. And then I had my sister look at it and, um, and I just put it out there. I like threw my phone, went on a walk and I came back with just this outpouring of love and support from people, all my friends and family, everyone that I was so scared that like people would judge me and all this. I had got nothing but love and support. And a lot of people then went and followed my other account. Um, and, and also my manager, um, found the podcast around this time and he slacked me and then, um, sent me a met, I forget if he's, yeah, he, and he was just like, congrats on number 10. And he was so supportive. And all of a sudden I didn't have to hide anything that I was doing. People started asking me about the podcast. I shared with people. And this actually led to me running my first manifestation workshop at Twitter to a sales team. So April 14th, big milestone. I also went from an average of 60 downloads a week on the podcast, so very little, to 300 in that day alone. Um, I had finally come out of the closet and was ready to own my passion. Oh, by the way, 300 a week. It was not 300 in a day. It was that week that I got to 300. Um, And I just knew at this point it was real. This was going to turn into something real, and I started to embody that energy in a whole new way. I was no longer playing small. I was no longer hiding. I was owning who I was. And this is manifesting. This is embodiment. This was, this was the game changer for me. It was like stepping into this whole new version. Um, and everything started to shift and change because the energy I was putting out, I was starting to get back. April 16th, two days later, um, I got a, a cold DM from my first like stranger fan. Say Young DM, DM'd me, um, a woman from Brooklyn, and she told me how much she loved the podcast and listened to it on her morning walks as she would start to manifest. And she's like, and I, and I wrote it down too. Um, 
I'm Say. I'm a new listener of your podcast. I walk every morning in nature and listen to LOA Manifestation Podcast, blah, blah, blah. Hope this made your day because you surely make mine. Your energy is so soothing, and I loved your episodes with Kat and Yolanda. Um, Say Young... This this is this was the start of me realizing the power of the podcast too because I started to follow Say Young. We built this relationship. Um, again, she was my very first like Instagram message from a stranger, and I started to watch her grow and manifest and become the woman that she now is today, and see all of the goals and dreams that she had for herself come to fruition by practicing this stuff. So it wasn't just me. It was like creating this ripple effect. I've had Say Young on the podcast. We had an incredible conversation. She had a dream to become a plus size model. And she's now on the cover of the freaking Nike app. Like if you ever doubted the power of manifestation, just look at Say's story. And I actually had her on the podcast. It was episode 30 um, called Self-Love, Confidence, and Manifestation. Anyway, um, that was April 16th, April, sometime in April also, I don't know exactly, like it was, it was basically after my 10th episode, but people started to really connect with me. And, um, after say, I got several new messages come in for questions about manifesting. I was getting more listeners from around the world and I realized people really wanted help here and they were looking at me as this expert and the seed that had been planted it wanted to grow and this was my chance and again I started to step into that coach role that expert that thought leader before I really was there you know before like it was, I had tapped into the energy. I was this coach, even though I didn't have a business. And um, so, you know, again, we're in April of 2021, just two months after starting the podcast. I decided I was going to make this legitimate. I was going to like put the title on. I wanted to become a coach. And I sat down with Alex and we talked about it and I decided, okay, here's my chance. Let's do it. And I invested $5,000 and enrolled in my first group program to get certified as a manifestation coach. Um, The program was 12 weeks. It was six weeks of manifestation coaching and then six weeks of of business strategy and marketing. And the program, um, and I don't want to mention the name because I don't I don't want to call anyone out, but it was, you know, I'm just going to say it was exactly what I needed to get a kickstart, but some of the content and the strategy, it just did not land with me. It did not feel right with me. So I soaked up the parts that felt good and aligned and I just threw out, disregarded the parts that didn't feel right. And I started to realize in taking this course that I wanted to do things and I was going to do things in my own way, even if it isn't the way that you're quote unquote supposed to do things. And on this note, and this is a takeaway that I want to share, I learned something that I think is really hugely important to anyone who wants to start a business. 
So during this time, I, again, um, from April, May, June, like April through June, I, um, I was super busy, like crazy busy. I joined this group because I knew that I, this was something I wanted to do and there was never going to be the perfect time. And I made it a point to join every single group call, or I think I made almost every group call. But when the course was done, I was done. Like, um, there was this group WhatsApp chat that all the ladies in the um, group joined and I was in it, but I didn't even open the WhatsApp app. What? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. The WhatsApp app. (laughs) Um, And what was so interesting is that a couple of months after the group had ended, and I can't remember if I did share this story on the podcast or not, but I had been doing my own thing, growing my audience. I had five paying clients at this point. Um, and I had totally forgotten about this WhatsApp chat and I went in, I got some notification. And so I went in and I was like, oh my God, I've missed thousands of messages. And I just started scrolling through them, not thousands, maybe hundreds. Um, and the girls were all sharing like free masterclasses to join or what coaches were doing cool things or like you've got to follow this coach or look at how she does this or what strategy to use and what new trend to try to try and oh my gosh this is so hard and um like it's not working and it all it all reading it it just gave me so much anxiety and then I realized oh my god well first thank god that I wasn't partaking in this but I also realized like this is what has made me successful. I just went and did it. I'm not following what anyone else is doing and I'm not getting caught up in like this kind of drama or this back and forth about how hard it is. Um, Because had I been in that energy, it would have proven to be really hard. And so this was the aha moment when I was like, well, of, of course, you have found the success, like you're spending your time, um, moving and going for it and not wasting your time looking at what everyone else is doing. And this is also what I realized, by the way, that being really busy actually behooved me and that my not having time to scroll Instagram and see what everyone else was doing or join every free workshop and webinar that would have for sure slowed me down. And it may even have led to analysis paralysis. So it's like, yes, find people who inspire you and use other people who are where you want to be and where you want to go as expanders. But you also just got to move. Like You've, you've got to do it your own way. It, it will not be perfect. 100% it's not going to be perfect. But you will also learn and grow and pivot just so much faster. And that's what I did. I completed this group program and I can say that 5K investment, even though it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be, it was one of the best investments I've ever made, right? Because it brought me to where I am. So, um, and, and also like, I, I, I left that program and I was like, before I overthink it, as soon as this ends, I'm just going to become a coach. I'm just going to start coaching. 
I'm going to put myself out there and I'm not going to go and take another course or try to learn from someone else. I'm going to figure it out. And so in July of 2021, I took on my first pro bono clients. It might have even been the end of June. Um, I actually, the way I did this, by the way, is I sent a very well thought out email with like a very clear offer to a small group of people in my own network. And the offer was three sessions of pro bono manifestation coaching with me in exchange for feedback and testimonials. And truly, this was like the best thing I ever did. Because first, there were so many people that were so excited about my offer. And right away, two women who were actually former co-workers jumped in to take the first spots. Um, By the way, this whole pro bono strategy and how to message this and create your offer, a pro bono offer, I teach you exactly how to do this inside Dream Your Biz. Um, And we work on getting your first pro bono clients in week four. Because so much, again, of learning how to coach happens through actually coaching. And this is, again, also manifesting. You are, it's, it's embodiment. And what I realized in doing pro bono was so many things, but there were probably three things that were like my biggest takeaways. One is I loved it. Like I truly loved coaching. Two, I was really good at it. And it wasn't just from the validation and and feedback I got, but like I felt it. I knew I was really good at it. And then three, my clients loved it. And You know, it was just like everything about coaching felt good to me. I loved weaving in manifestation with tactical strategies. I loved using my passion for mindset to help people reframe the things that were holding them back. And, oh, I mean, I just, I like, I love conversations that would lead to career or business or purpose, like the strategy and the tactical and the building and the brainstorming. And the goal setting, like I, I truly live for this stuff, truly. Um, so also in July of 2021, I was, um, well, I was now an undercover certified manifestation coach and my, and I, I guess I wouldn't even say undercover, um, my Instagram audience and podcast were growing as I, really started to establish myself again as an expert, but maybe just more of an evangelizer and practitioner and believer of manifestation. And I started to put a lot of energy and focus into creating really good content that served people. I was really, I spent a lot of time and and energy on this because I wanted people to read my stuff and feel really good and feel really inspired, but also walk away with tools and tips that they could really truly apply to make changes in their life. And that was my intention. I also, I was like, how do I want people to feel when they see my stuff? I'm like, I just want them to feel good, like good. And so a lot of my quotes and my own thoughts and ideas, um, were just around manifesting a life you love, but really light and happy because that's, That's the vibe. So August 4th. Okay, so I've done pro bono. um, And I was like, I want to make this legit. I want to start making money. And so I reached out to Jocelyn Kelly-Reed, who is a mentor for coaches. And I asked her about 
what, whether I might be a fit for joining her upcoming group program. It was called The Cohort. I didn't even really read the whole sales page because I wasn't, and so I wasn't quite sure if like, I'm like, is this for existing coaches or what if I don't really have a coaching business yet? I mean, I'm technically certified, but I've never had a paying client. And she was like, girl, you got to get in this group. I'm like, yes. And um, so I paid $8,000 for that. That was a, that was a hard pill to swallow. That was a lot of money. Um, and it was for three months of a group program. And I was just like, you know what, this, it's, I know that the investment that I make here is coming back to me. I know that there is magic that happens in the transaction of an investment. If you believe that the investment is going to give you that ROI. And I did. I remember like when I hit pay, I had this like, whoosh like feeling of oh my god it's all coming it's all coming and I'm here for it and um anyway the course it gave me a really good foundation for for sales and social media and messaging and branding as a coach but more than that I wanted to be in the energy of someone like Jocelyn, someone who understood the business side, but also was super tapped into the spiritual side because both were so important to me. And I felt like both were equally as important for me in building this business. And Jocelyn really fit the bill. Um, so that was August 4th when I hit pay and I was motivated. August 6th, um, I created my LLC it was happening. I was putting it out there. And I knew when I did this, I'm like, this is going to be manifesting. I'm like, talk about act as if I'm going to even pay this $800 California franchise tax, whatever it means, because I am making this a legitimate business. Um, and, and I created I, my new bank account, all of this before I had any paying clients, but it just felt so good. I was acting as if they were coming. I knew they were coming and I was doing what I would be doing if I knew this was going to be a successful business. August 17th, so this was two weeks after I joined Jocelyn, uh, made that initial investment, um, I posted on Instagram for the first time that I was taking on five clients. And I remember exactly where it was that I posted this. Like it was such a moment ingrained. I was sitting actually having a glass of wine um, by myself at this little cafe in the village um, right next to my house. And anyway, I send out this post, just put out the energy. I'm like, they're there. The five are there. And, um, and the five were there. And, you know, like, I, I wish I could say, oh, no, it was really hard, but like, I'm, I'm, I am being honest, like this part was F felt more effortless. I had clarity calls with, with everyone. Um, but it was like, those were, those first five were like soul aligned clients and they came, I think it was like maybe in the next week and a half, I had the five, um, and I posted on stories and, and stuff like that, but it was, it was like. I had been clear on that number too. I knew that I wanted five. That was the number. And I knew that the five were there waiting for me. Um, okay, so we're going to fast forward. Um, I had these five paying clients. I was making 
consistently between August and October, like about 5K a month um, on the side of, you know, working full time too. Um, but definitely putting in less hours at Twitter and, and putting in a lot of energy into my business, but energy that just created momentum and even better energy. Like I, I was crushing it in my, my full-time job, um, because I was like so lit up again by what I was doing. I just would show up and with this like renewed sense of excitement for everything. And, um, I remember my manager was like, God, you're just on fire, Julia. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Because I was just for the first time in so long, I was loving working, like truly loving it. And for so long, I just didn't think that would be possible to find. And I had found it and it felt so good. Um, In October of 2021, so um, (laughs) I also talk about this on the podcast, one of my biggest manifestations came true. I had been trying to figure out how I was going to save up enough money to uh, leave my corporate job and go full force in my business and how that would look and, and, you know, what the goal was. And I had a number, um, an actual financial goal, savings goal. And I'm like, if I hit this, that's when I leave. And I was saving a little bit every month of, you know, what I was making and putting it into this separate account. And, um, in October of 2021, this was my biggest manifestation probably ever, but my team, is acquired by another company, my team within Twitter. And um, I had a choice to stay and move to this new company with a way bigger title, so much more money, everything that I had ever wanted or thought I wanted, or I could take a severance package and go for my dream. And you know, even though it seems so obvious and now you know what happened, I really battled with this. Um, I was very conflicted for a long time. And, and again, this was, um, I talk about this, what happened in episode, um, 72, don't do it for the money alone. Um, but once I made the decision, it was just a flooding of relief and, um, I knew it was the right decision. And I, I real, I also saw that the severance was like pretty much the exact amount that I had as my goal to save. Um, so serendipity. Yeah. Manifestation. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> Write down what you want guys. Um, okay. So that was October of 2021 and between October and December. So technically I was still employed by Twitter. Um, work was really light though. We're just like phasing everything out, tying up loose ends. So for the first time, I actually had a lot of bandwidth open up, um, for my real passion and my, my side hustle, which was now I knew was going to become my full-time thing. And so I decided, okay, I am going to create a group program. Because um, I knew that I wanted to scale past one-on-one one day. And I'm like, if I'm ever going to have time to do this, it's right now um, to really sit down and create a program and figure out how to create a program because I had never done anything like this. And so I um, 
I created the outline for Dream Your Purpose. And um, and I, I actually like DIY'd everything. I did not take a course on how to do it. I looked up, I basically like watched YouTube videos and stuff. I should have, I should have invested. But at this point, I'm like, I don't want to invest any more money at the, until I, um, I'm, until next year when I really like go a hundred percent right now, I'm just going to figure things out for myself. And, um, in retrospect, I probably just should have like enrolled in a course or something. Cause it took a long time to figure out how to use the platforms, how to, you know, do the videos and worksheets and, um, market it and sell it. And I, I figured did all this on my own and just went with my own gut on how to do it. But it did take a long time. Um, but I, I wanted to start testing ways to scale my this new little business and running a group program that could maybe eventually turn into a digital course to bring me some passive income. That all just felt like the right next step. And it felt really exciting and like a challenge. And I was up for it. Oh, one of the other reasons I didn't want to invest in in paying for like another course to build this course was because during this time, I also did invest in getting an online life coaching certification. I just really wanted to hone my own skills as a coach. And I learned a lot of like the best tools and techniques and frameworks and a lot of, and I found that this course was helpful. Some of it was intuitive, but definitely like the frameworks and the structure were super helpful. And this is also what I teach inside of Dream Your Biz. Okay. November of 2021. Um, this was a full circle moment for me because Kelsey invited me on her podcast. This was the podcast that started my podcast and started this, this whole year for me. And it was one year later, which was just so cool. Um, and the, the, it wasn't just that it was a full circle moment. This was also the, like, a huge milestone in my business because after I got in Kelsey's podcast, there was a gigantic spike in my own podcast listeners. And this is also when I realized the power of speaking on other podcasts, um, which is also a strategy that I teach inside Dream Your Biz. For me, most of my private clients have found me through another podcast and then through my own. So it is such an incredible way to market your business, but also allow people to get to know you on a really deep level. No one's going to, you know, just randomly scroll through and see a post that you post on Instagram and then all of a sudden want to work with you. They need to know you and to have the ability to be in someone's ear for 45 minutes on their favorite podcast um, is incredible. So being on Kelsey's podcast was huge for me, not just for the immediate spike and, and also for the clients that I got from that, but because it introduced me to this new strategy and way of doing business, which was pitching myself on other people's podcasts. Um, also in November, 2021, I ran my first manifestation workshop at my son's preschool for all the teachers. This was a fundraiser. I can't remember exactly. I think it was, um, yeah, I don't remember exactly, but anyway, it, it went so well. I, I 
um, actually did hire someone to help me who had done manifestation workshops. And I was like, can you just help me a little bit with the structure and how to make it really powerful? And um, I was so happy with how it went. And all the teachers at the school loved it. Um, They still talk about it. And they got so much out of it. We did live journaling. I talked about how to use manifestation. We did um, intention setting. We did a visualization. And it was just really cool. And then two weeks later, I ran another in-person manifestation workshop. I did not charge for this one. um, But it felt, again, it was just felt very aligned. And I knew that I wanted to start running workshops. Um, This one I I did um, at my house for a group of women. It, the, I'm, I'm going to share something and I think I have shared a little bit about this. The experience itself was wonderful. I did not feel great about my performance. Um, I just, I was nervous and I like, it just didn't go the way that I thought it would go. It was actually part of a a longer day. So I did the manifestation session. Someone else did kind of like this hypnotherapy session and someone else did breath work. And so we all got, or my friend and I who kind of ran it together, we got a bunch of feedback from the people in the group. And I I just really got affected by some of the not so positive feedback that I got. Like one person said, that it was distracting that I was on my phone reading or no, that being that the fact that I was on my phone reading for the visualization piece was felt really inauthentic. Um, and someone else said that it felt weird to talk about money and manifesting material things in a spiritual setting. It was really hard for me to hear this and the comments did send me spiraling. And I, I remember I was almost like, can I handle this? This isn't, I had, I had not yet really processed or thought about the downside of starting my own business and putting myself out there like this. And these two comments were from nice people. Like, what about all the trolls on the internet? Um, I realized then that I had a lot to work on with my own confidence and my own need for validation and positive feedback because I was not going to get it, you know, all the time. And, um, and that I, I, I sort of put a pause on in-person workshops for a while because it, this was so hard for me, honestly, but I've done a lot of work on it and I have talked about that on the podcast and I can continue. This is something you want to hear about. We can talk about it more. Um, but I think this was a really also good moment for me in my business, knowing that it wasn't just going to be sunshine and butterflies. And there was some like deep rooted stuff that I needed to work through if I was going to be successful and keep going. Um, in December of 2021, I reconnected with my old Twitter colleague, Melanie. Um, this is this is following the takeaway in this one is is following the inspirations that come in. I had been thinking about how I could build a course because I just built Dream Your Biz. I was thinking about how can I do this, build a course that taught manifestation to like high schoolers um, who really need this stuff more than anyone. 
and I had no idea where this little idea was going to lead, but, um, I saw Melanie post something on Instagram and she had built all these courses for college students and high schoolers. And I'm like, Oh my God, maybe I could bring in some kind of manifestation component. And then she's done a lot of the legwork. I don't know. Anyway, I was like, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to reach out to her. And I did that. And two months later, this inspired conversation led to a totally new business that was started to generate close to half of my income and still does. And I'll explain this and expand on this in a second. But the the key takeaway there is like when you have an idea like this or someone pops in your mind, you go for it. Like take action right then. Reach out to that person because there's a reason that that idea came to you. Okay, so now we're at the at the tail end of 2021. I started the year on maternity leave with an idea for a podcast, and I ended the year with a top-ranking podcast. Well, I, I should say at this point, the podcast had hit the charts in a few countries, not in the United States, I should also add. Um, but we'll say it was a ranking podcast globally. I had seven paying clients at this point, seven um, private paying clients, and I had the outline and the structure for my first group program. January of 2022, I am officially an entrepreneur. Officially. Like, I signed all the paperwork, I was done with corporate, and I knew I was not going back. I launched Dream Your Biz. This was my first group program that I'd spent my evenings and all those little DNS calendar blocks working on. And I was I was proud of that course. I really was. And I'd say even though the ROI wasn't there that first round in terms of how much I made versus how much time and effort I put into it, I did learn so much. To give you an idea, by the way, I charged $333 per person for eight weeks of group coaching and all the videos and worksheets and everything. Um, and I had eight people sign up. Two of which, by the way, I should add as a fun little fact, were my original two pro bono clients. Okay, so that was January. February of 2022, Melanie and I formed a true partnership when the state of Hawaii contracted us to build out our first course. And this was a course that incorporated the mindset manifestation piece, my piece, with professional networking, her piece for high school students. And This was the first of many contracts to come, um, building curriculum and courses for the state. Fast forward, by the way, a year and a half later to today where we are, and Melanie and I have a, a full team helping us continuously build this curriculum, not just for Hawaii, but really expanding around the globe now. And what's so awesome about having courses and programs, like digital programs, is that Once you put in the groundwork to build something really great, that's obviously something that's really needed and of value. It's just about marketing and selling it. And not to to say that like that, the marketing and selling is the easy part. Um, I'm definitely going to have to do a deep dive on the podcast one day. But I do believe that if you have something valuable that you personally believe in and that other people need that's solving a real problem, once you've created that thing and you get a little bit of interest and then you get some momentum, it just builds. And now Melanie and I can charge top dollar for 
in-person trainings of the programs and various speaking engagements. And I've been less vocal about all of this stuff of what we're doing um, in terms of like sharing this on the podcast on social media. But if you do want to hear the whole story, I had Melanie on the podcast recently. This was episode, um, what was it? I didn't write it down. Episode 83, 83, episode 83, when I had Melanie on the podcast. And um, anyway, the takeaway here is that if you have an idea, take action on it. It hit you for a reason. And if you want to build a business as a coach, creating courses can be a really fun, fulfilling, and also lucrative space to play. It's challenging and a lot of hard work for sure. But, but that work that you put in up front pays off dividends. In February of 22, um, because most of my private clients, oh, this is, this is interesting. I wrote this down. Most of my private clients had already paid in full. And because in that month I didn't have my group program launching, um, and I didn't have any of the contracts with Hawaii in, I made less than 2k that month, $2,000. And, um, and this is also the nature of coaching, business or any service-based business or any business where there's just ebbs and flows and one month can look drastically different than a different month. But I remember in February, I was like, Ooh, Alex, I, I made, or like I'm projected to make less than $2,000 this month. And, um, we had, we had to sit down and have a real conversation because I, he, he said something like, okay, well, how long are we going to give this thing before you go back to corporate? And it was, it, it wasn't heated, but I remember feeling very kind of defensive. Um, and I remember telling him like, honey, I'm not going back. I am going to manifest success and I'm going to be making what I did at Twitter by the time the severance runs out. And, but because he's pragmatic and also not me. He was like, okay, but what's the backup? Can we have a backup? And so I told him, give me until May. If you need a date, give me until May, because by May I'll have no other choice but to go back to work. And I also was like, okay, Jules, we got to do some real manifesting here. Um, some, some money manifesting, if you will. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do some of the exercises that sometimes I make fun of, but I also don't know work. And so I did the 333 method that month. Um, I know this because I looked back in my journal and I swear to God, I wrote down, I am so grateful to be making 20K per month in my business. And I wrote it down 33 times, three nights in a row. And it was right around this time because... Um, I really had created enough of an audience and had built up my exposure and credibility as a manifestation expert that I got hired by a company. Um, It was a company where one of my friends worked and I ran my first paid corporate workshop, which um, was really fun for me to do. And it also kind of got me over that fear and that I had had from my initial workshop. Um, And I led a, a pretty large sales team through the power of mindset and manifestation and sales. And I did it over Zoom and I realized, huh, that was fun and easy and like 
pretty lucrative and I can definitely expand on that. And that I have done. Um, and I think the takeaway here is like diversification, not just for financial reasons, but also for like creative reasons. I really like having a business, uh, well, two businesses where I get to do so many different kinds of things, not just private coaching, not just group coaching, but I'm running these in-person workshops. I'm running workshops over Zoom. I'm creating courses. I'm speaking. Um, I'm doing so many different things. And for me, and I don't know if it's like my human design or what, but it just really works for me. And it, it's what keeps me energized and excited. Um, okay. So now we're going to the next month, March of 2022. I hit my first 20 K month. It was 22,000 something. And, um, I share this. I don't like sharing numbers. I do not like talking about money because it's, it isn't about money. It's about how you feel truly like it, it really is. But I share this because, um, I did manifest it and I was doing all the right things in the business, but it wasn't until I really got clear, set my energy, asked for it, asked for that number that I got it. In May of 22, I also ran Dream Your Purpose for the second time, but because I had already built it and I already had all the marketing materials created, this is, goes back to the point that I just made about the power of creating digital courses. And now I had testimonials from the first group. Launching that was a thousand times easier and less time consuming than the first time I launched it. So the ROI in terms of my effort and energy was like well worth it. And this is again, you know, just the beauty of scaling with courses. Um, you put in the heavy lifting once and then it's like rinse and repeat. And... That brings me to my the end of the first year, of the, my first real year in business from March of 21 to March of 2022. So that's it in a nutshell or in a timeline, I guess. And, um, you know, I think I hope that the takeaways that I shared are helpful to you, regardless of what kind of business you're in or business you're thinking of creating. I tried to be really, really transparent there's also a lot of challenges and things that I had to work through, obviously, um, on my mindset and everything else along the way. But I hope that this gave you kind of a good understanding of what it took to get here. And I think another piece to it all that I tried to share is like, the more that I put myself out there, the more that I got uncomfortable. And oh my God, that first year, like uncomfortable was like, the word of the year. I was doing things left and right that were uncomfortable. I was like sitting in unease, but I turned that unease, that feeling into excitement or in my mind, I reframed it. Um, and the more I put myself out there, the more that my audience grew, the more consistent I was with my podcast, the more episodes I put out, the more my audience grew. And as my audience grew and as the people got to know, like, and trust me, Selling my coaching packages and my courses became easier and easier. And so again, I'm not saying other challenges didn't come up. And also I should note that I was working more than I ever have, but I was working in a very different way. And I, I was so freaking lit up by everything I was doing and creating. 
And that was an energy that came back to me. It, it is. When you feel good and excited by what you're doing, you're going to get more things to feel good and excited about. I mean, I, I have three small kids and I didn't talk about my kids at all during this. And of course, they're the number three, the, the, by far the number one priority in my life, by far. Um, I really pride myself on being a very present mom. So I did struggle a lot with trying not to let the excitement and momentum of my work take away from family time, but I wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. I was on my phone a lot and my computer a lot that first year, especially more than I ever had been, especially because so much of like engaging with my audience is on my phone. I was also traveling a lot. I was on Zoom calls with Melanie a lot. She like my kids and Alex just know her like a sister because of how much time I spend on the phone with her um, and how much she comes here and they love her. But, you know, and also was on Zooms with teachers and educators and people from the Department of Education, all for the curriculum and courses we were creating. But it was a lot of time. And I was it was also a bit of a challenge because I do have two separate businesses, Dream Your Life and also my business with Melanie. And I tried to keep them very separate. Um, so there was some like, you know, trying to compartmentalize and go back and forth, which is a little bit of energy drainage. But overall, my first year, I was like, let's go. I was so ready when I made that decision to be ready. And I was just filled with so much excitement and inspiration. And I'm like, Finally, I can manifest things for my own career that I own. It was like just such a liberating and incredible feeling to know that all of my efforts and energy, like I got to be the beneficiary. I got to relish in the fruits of my labor. You know, I I wasn't signing these contracts or building this momentum and success for someone else or for a corporation, which I had done for so long. It was for my family. It was for our future. It was for me. It was for giving back to the things and the people that I care about. And then it was, you know, on top of all this is the impact that I felt like I was making for the first time, the service that I was providing people, um, using my gifts in a way that felt so good. And I've said this before, and I promise you this is the truth. There is no amount of money that comes close to how good it feels when you help someone change their life for the better. Like, that is fact. There is no better feeling, in my opinion. And maybe that's not everyone. I don't know. But for me, it's like, oh, the best feeling in the world. And I don't take that for granted at all. I... I, my first year and still to this day, I just find that so satisfying and fulfilling and also really motivating. And although the first half of 2022 was a bit bumpy, like the month after that 22K, I went down to 5K or something and then it went up and down. But on average, it was increasing pretty significantly month over month. And I track this and I keep an eye on my income and my expenses daily as I think any solopreneur should. 
I was still figuring things out in the beginning. I was growing, I was testing new things, learning, evolving, all those things. Some things failed or just didn't take off. Like my group program, Dream Your Biz, um, I had I had run it that second round, um, increased the prices. And then I just realized that I didn't have enough of what I really wanted to teach inside the program. And at the same time, I realized more and more that I was just so energized and invigorated by business and by all my clients that were entrepreneurs or starting side businesses. And I realized that the more general life and manifestation coaching, as transformative as it was, and I knew it was, it started to really drain me. And it didn't allow me to get as pumped up or creative or use any of my skills or experience um, in my 15 years in business. So I pivoted and um, I decided I want to become known as a manifestation and business coach. And then I started to change my messaging and branding, everything. And then I started working one-on-one with a few women who wanted to build their own coaching businesses like I had done. And I freaking loved it because that allowed me to take everything that I had done, all of the pieces that had helped me get to where I was from the courses and the programs and the certifications and the mentors and the business, um, the branding, the messaging, the sales, the offers, all of it, tie it together with manifestation. And I realized, okay, this is it. This is lighting me up. And that's when I built the outline for Dream Your Biz as I was coaching these women through building their own coaching businesses. And that program, it took me about six months from conception to completion. um, And I'm so freaking proud of it. I also invested a lot of money in creating professionally shot and edited videos, which I did not do with my first program, Dream Your Purpose. Um, And I also had an assistant help me get all the worksheets together and everything uploaded. So I had a lot of support. And, um, you know, I've just, I've learned a lot of things and it keeps changing and evolving. And look, I'm only two and a half years into the business at this point. But along with all those takeaways that I shared, it's like, make yourself uncomfortable over and over. I did it. Oh God, I made cringy Instagram reels. I had to work on my boundaries with clients. I had to work on my own insecurities and confidence. I had to work big time on my need for validation. And I also worked on on these like pre-ingrained stories around entrepreneurship being risky and corporate being the safe option. But above all, if I look back on my first year, look back on my second year, I realize how much of my success was due to my relentless commitment to making things happen, my belief in myself and in what I was creating, my openness to how things were going to happen, my openness to pivoting and changing things up and letting go of how I thought things were going to be. Um, and, you know, as corny as this sounds, my connection to the universe and my ability to really own my energy and change my thoughts and change my focus because those things I can control. 
So I guess that's how I want to end it. And I know I've, this has been a longer episode. Actually, I'm not even sure how long I've been talking, but I do hope that this was helpful. And I would love to hear from you. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any other questions, I really want to be, like I said in the beginning, fully transparent. So any question you have about my first year, I am, I'm an open book. Ask away. You can connect with me at Dream Your Life Now. Um, and again, if this podcast episode was helpful, go ahead and share it with someone or um, post it on your social media so that other people can take a listen. And in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and weekend. I'm sending you all the positive love and light and energy and vibes, all of it. And I will talk to you soon.